1: You have to have honest, real, raw, true conversation and prayer with God. You go down into the water and when you do, the old person dies. You come up out of the water as a new creation of Jesus Christ. Hey, welcome to Church Experience. Thank you so much for spending part of your
2: weekend with us. Now is a great time to grab your weeklies and head to your seats if you haven't already, because the service starts in 90 seconds.
1: I'm here to tell you today that God wants to set you free. Oh, yeah. He wants to set you free. Pursue a relationship with him. Grow in your walk with him. Get closer to him. Spend more time with him because he's better. If you want your life to get better, then get around the one who is better. Get around Jesus. Get around the one who has
3: power to change and transform your life. Get around the one who has the perfect grace for you and the perfect love for you and the perfect joy for your soul. Listen, he
2: is better. Welcome to CE Online. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We are so excited about today's service, and we believe this could be the best and most impacting hour of your week. Throughout the service, you may have some questions, comments, or prayer requests. If so, go to churchexperience.tv forward slash connect, or pull out your camera app and hit up the QR code to connect with us. Or better yet, if you've always wanted to know what's going on here at CE, just hit that subscribe button right here. We'd love to hear from you and get back to you and be praying for you. We are now ready to dive in. Would you stand with us as we sing some songs of worship to Jesus?
1: There's nothing impossible for you
0: Heavenly Father we thank you so much we thank you that we don't have to fight our battles alone that our battles are your battles and you're there with us fighting for us and Lord I just pray that you speak to us through your word through this message and I pray that it goes with us through the week We know you're with us. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.
3: Hello, CE family online. What a what a privilege it is to be able to um, meet with you guys online. My name is Warren Blackbeard, and I'm part of the CE family. We're going to be starting a, a CE church in West Chase in Tampa, and we are super excited. We've been here for for about eight months now. My son reminded me, and uh, we've just celebrated Thanksgiving. What a wonderful time! God is so good. What a great holiday, and I'm just so grateful to be in america right it's just it's just been wonderful and uh, i have the privilege absolute privilege to land the 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 rebounding series right Uh, rebounding when when i first heard that they want me to do the rebounding series i was thinking about those mini trampolines right those those fitness trampolines that you do on that you bounce up and down on my wife did it and i was thinking oh so i'm going to be talking about rebounding so do i have to do a message online while I'm on a rebounder. And I thought maybe that would be a bit awkward because uh, you would probably not be able to pay attention. I wouldn't be able to, <laughs> to share the message. But then, then I realized, no, no, it, it's about uh, setbacks. It's about trials that we face. It's about all these obstacles that happen in our way. And how do we go through those trials, through those setbacks and and get closer to God through that, right? These trials don't necessarily get us away from, but how can we build momentum with God through these rebounding times? Right? How do we bounce back from slowdowns and adversities and setbacks and, and we've had a wonderful time in this series. We've talked about, uh, about Job, about David, about Joseph, wonderful characters in the Bible, about how they rebounded well after a setback. And I want to ask you do any of you like uh, failure? Who likes to fail? None of us. We don't like to talk about our failures, especially us men. We, we don't like to talk about failure. We bury our failures deep, don't we, gentlemen? We bury it deep. We've got lots of layers. We don't like to talk about it right. But we will fail. Won't we? We will. It, it's a reality. We will fail. Maybe, maybe repeat after me. We will. No, I'm kidding. We, we're not going to do that, right? But we will. It's a reality of life that we will fail. And don't you? I, I don't know about you, but I have uh, friends in my life that everything just seems to go according to plan, right? Everything just goes smooth, right? Oh, I got a promotion at work. I didn't even apply for it. That's amazing. Oh, they gave me more money. I I, I didn't even ask for it. But wow. Okay. Well. You know, I went online once, I went on one date, and now we're happily married and everything's wonderful. And then they, oh, well, we're thinking of starting for a child, and then boom, they're pregnant, and and, and just everything just goes well. Don't those friends irritate you, right? because everything's just going according to, it's just it's everything just goes smooth right and here we are struggling from place to place and 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 uh and so i was thinking of some titles for for my message right and then i was thinking maybe failing forward like john maxwell the book that he wrote maybe like how to rebound well and all the rest of it but but then i thought of an illustration right uh my wife and i we recently did our florida driver's license and and this is one of the signs that was uh, on the screen now you'll see it it's it's basically work in progress work in progress. We are a work in progress, aren't we? I'm a work in progress. Uh, you guys, everyone online, you're a work in progress. And and this is the first one. We want to be this picture, don't we? It's We work in progress. And uh, the, the road ahead looks quite smooth, doesn't it, right? It's a, The sign is there and it looks quite smooth up ahead. The second picture, not so much, right? There's a there's a bit of turmoil around us. Maybe this is more like us. There's, there's a bit of a lot of work, a bit of a mess, you know, lots of obstacles around. There's a bit of a ditch, a bit of a hole, and uh, maybe we are more like this picture, right? But then the third picture, I'm just done, right? This this picture, this sign has given up on life. They're just like, I'm done, uh, I'm alone, I'm done. I'm done with whatever I have to go through. I'm done with this rebounding, I'm done, right? the, the funny thing about these, uh, this image, this work in progress sign, the, the actual design that uh, who designed it, um, she actually has some regrets about it. Because if you look close, it actually looks like someone's actually just trying to battle with an umbrella. It doesn't actually look like they're actually doing anything, right? And she wishes she just created it slightly different. Uh, that is a freebie. That's something you're not going to be able to unsee now. But uh, but we're a work in progress, right? But the good news is, the good news is that God can work us, work through us regardless, right? Regards the decisions that we've made, regarding all the setbacks that we've had, God can still work in us and still work through us you know our past maybe we feel uh, i don't know our past is too good for to earn god's salvation right it's too it's it's never good enough to earn his salvation right or maybe we think that our past is too shocking to earn it right but the good news is no matter our past god can still redeem it right and i want you to picture the scene when old testament there's a harvest going on. The, the, the owner of the fields, he's overlooking all of his, his, his workers who are, who are harvesting the grain. And, um, and he's overlooking this. And there's a lady on the side who's gleaning from the crop. Right, and and gleaning at the time was when the harvest was happening, uh, and, and if there was parts of the grain that fell off to the side, it, the, the the harvesters didn't actually have to collect it. They let it was almost like their version of of, of charities. The people who didn't have much could go and glean from the side, kind of like the scraps of the harvest. Right, and, and and this gentleman sees someone on the side, and he suddenly had this. His heart was kind of drawn to this person. Right, it's an Old Testament story about Boaz. Who was the owner of the field, and Ruth? Now Ruth was a, um, you know, she was a Mobite, questionable ancestry lot. His daughter. Long story. You can you can research it, but but she was kind of like disregarded, right? People didn't, you know, she was from the other side. She, no one wanted to really be around these people. There, there was like this hatred, right? But but Boaz saw something and says, hey, "Hang on, Ruth, help you help yourself to the harvest. Take as much as you want, right?" And he redeemed. It's a wonderful. It's a beautiful, and I encourage you guys to read it, the book of Ruth in the Old Testament. It's a, it's a beautiful uh, picture and a story about redemption, about rebounding, right? About how Boaz, I love the name Boaz. I mean, if, if I had another, another son, Boaz Blackbeard, I mean, that is just the most awesome, strongest name I could think, right? But I love this picture. It is a great picture about rebounding. But the, even the good news, that was just like an appetizer. That's not even the story that we're going to be talking about. But I love the picture i really encourage you guys to talk about it right and, and to go and research about it but now i want to ask you a question how do you how do you get away from your failures right your failures your setbacks how do you get away from them it's easy you leave leave a country wherever you are leave to go to another country that's how you get away from no that's not how you get away no i sorry it's not going to help right it's not going to help You might think, hey, I've got all these failures, I've got all these setbacks, I've got all these things happening. Now, if I go to another country, if I go to another town, another city, then then I'm leaving all that behind. The problem is, is all those setbacks, all those failures, they come with you, don't they? Right, they come with you. I've learned more in my life when I've had setbacks about myself, about my relationship with God, about His relationship with me, His love, His grace, His mercy. I've learned more about that in my setbacks than in my success. Right, I learned so much in my setbacks. Right now, maybe you think, well, one, it's um, maybe maybe my life hasn't been one failure after another after another. My whole life feels like a huge failure, right? Maybe you feel like you've got too much failure in your life, and so okay, how do we start? Okay, maybe we Google it, right? How to succeed, and you can go online and you can read books. You can order books online on Amazon and see hundreds of books about success and how to be successful. And you can think of of clever acronyms and, and fail as first attempt in learning. You can do all this type of stuff, right? But I want to remind you that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called, right? He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called, right? I was hanging out last week. We were getting ready for, uh, we were doing some decorations uh, in church last week. And so we were doing lots of different things. I was, ended up being in the in the kids' facility at the top of a, a tall ladder, hanging these these stars up there. And I'm like shaking like this on the ladder and I'm thinking, well, I don't have medical insurance. I hope I don't fall from this thing. It's a bit questionable. You know, my life choices at that moment. And the friend that was there, she, she asked me, she's like, well, how do, you, how do you prepare for a message? Right, when you're doing a message, how do you prepare for it? So I said, well, it's easy. I just, I Google it and I copy and paste from other, other messages online i was joking obviously right but but i said to her, you know what the amazing thing is is sometimes uh god will give me a title and then everything just goes from the title sometimes in this like in this series we're talking about rebounding and 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 getting back from adversities from failures and setbacks then weeks ago when when i had this opportunity this wonderful opportunity i was started praying about who do i want to pray about and then i then I think of that person, then I start researching, doing like a deep dive into this, right? And then I start, at some stage in my preparation, I think this is the best sermon in the world, right? I'm going to go on a speaking tour after this. I'm going to write books. This is amazing. And then I vacillate between that and going like, you oh, know, this isn't great. This is not great. The, the, the people that are going to watch this online, uh, they're not going to listen again, right? And then I kind of sit in the middle somewhere. I'm, I'm More like, oh, it's okay, right? But then I realize... I'm just trying to be authentic, right? Because I have been called. I'm not equipped yet, right? I, God calls. Uh, he doesn't equip. He equips the called. He doesn't call the equipped, right? So I'm still being equipped, even though I've been called. But that's a whole other story, right? But I'm still being equipped, and so I can't look at others and think, "Oh wow, how do I do that? How do I do this?" And I'm just trying to be. Authentic with myself, right? Now I don't know about you. I don't want to be known by my failures. I don't know about you guys online. You don't want to be known by your failures, right? To think of, think of uh, Thomas in the Bible, right? He's probably like guys. It was once, I doubted once, but now when you think of Thomas in the Bible, what do you think? Doubting Thomas, right? Do you think he's probably like I at least, i at least wanted to check, right? But yet that's what we think when we think. We think of okay, well he he, he doubted. Okay, well that's what we're gonna do. Like Peter, we talked about Peter, right? And and uh, how he denied Jesus three times and, and how when you think of Peter on the water, we think, oh, but he sank, right? We think of the, the, the negative, right? And he's probably thinking, well, none of you guys try to walk on water. I was the only one that's bold enough to go out and step out in the first place, right? We don't want to be defined by our failures, do we? I, I don't want to. But can I tell you something? If we don't want to be defined by our failures, right, we maybe have this illusion of, of perfection, right? Can I tell you? Perfection will make you miserable, right? And and social media has really dialed this up because it's basically said that any failure is like a, any slip up is like an extinction level event, both professionally or socially, right? Anything that you do can basically just have a a massive implication right we so want to be perfect especially online we want to we want to portray our perfection online and look at my look at my kids look at my family look at my sunset look at all this stuff we want to be perfect and we so we don't want to slip up because hey, that will be the end of it right same with kids same with parents some of us we 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 we, we shield our kids from even the smallest failures right and we don't want to have them to have those failures because we we don't want to build the emotional fortitude that will be required when they're adults and have bigger failures right we we're so petrified of them failing a little bit but you know when you fail a little bit it builds up something in you like emotionally and the fortitude and and we're so overprotective some of us of 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 our kids that we are neglecting that this is going to help them these little failures that they have is going to help them later on in life to build that emotional fortitude when setbacks happen right now, I don't know about you, I don't want to be defined by my failures, right? I don't know, when you think of me, I don't want you to think of, of a negative of me, a failure of me, right? I have had lots of failure, right? Back in in, uh, in South Africa, I started over years, I, I started three different businesses and they had levels of, of success, but basically they all failed, right? They all failed. I, I, uh, I'd been overlooked uh, for promotion. I had done many things that had been overlooked in, 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 in periods of my life, um, when I was called to Tampa, four years ago, I was called to Tampa. And so for a long time, I was applying for pastor roles in America. And I'm like, Lord, if you want me in Tampa, you, you're going to make a way, right? Even if I have to go somewhere else in, in America first, eventually get my way down to Tampa, I'm going to apply. So I applied for hundreds of roles, <laughs> pastor roles online, all in America, right? If you, t- if you ask me one about this city or this town in America, I've probably applied for a role there, right? And I hardly heard back from any of them. I maybe heard back from a few, and they were like, cool, but, but no thanks, right? You, you, you're from Africa. Uh, you don't have, you, you've never run a church before, uh, and, uh, and all the rest of it. This is a great resume for a church planner, isn't it, right? <laughs> this is a great resume for a church planner. But I'll, remember, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called, right? Now, how do we rebound, right? We're talking about setback, about rebounding. How do we rebound well? The first thing I wanna say is don't compare because comparison is the thief of joy. You do you and I do me, right? Don't look at someone else's journey, right? Maybe, maybe you and me, we've rebounded from one setback to another and we're bouncing from here and there and those friends I was telling you about earlier, they're not rebounding, they, they're on a trampoline. They're having a wonderful time, bouncing from trampoline to trampoline, going, oh, this is amazing. I'm so having so much fun. And you're looking at them going like, oh, I wish I was on that trampoline. And you're busy going from one set back to another. Comparison is a thief of joy. Last week, we, my wife and I, we had this amazing opportunity to go to Birmingham, Alabama, for a church planning conference. It was amazing. It was wonderful. It was just, we met some great people, had some great teaching. And, um, and, and we get there in the morning, right? And so before the actual uh, conference started, um, there's some breakfast there and a whole lot of the vendors are out there and in the corner there was a whole lot of like uh shirts and and uh, merchandise right shirts and everything like that and and on the table there were some ladies and on the table it said free gift so i'm like going oh okay that's that's singular okay i, I can choose a gift i'm going to make sure that the gift that i choose is, is worth it right and so you know we go up to these ladies and, oh bro, thank you so much this is awesome uh how does this work so she says well just take take whatever you would like, right? I'm like, oh, that's so kind. Thank you so much, right? And then she said something that she should probably never say to an African like myself, right? She said, take as much as you want. And I was like, so what? Take as much? All right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am kitted out. My wife is kitted out. My kids are kitted out with so much merchandise from them. And I, after this, I was like, Lord, I didn't come here for, for free clothing or whatever. I'm, but I feel blessed, right? I'm like, thank you, Lord, for this. This is amazing, right? Our car was full of just clothing. I'm like, this is great. Then the, then the conference starts. And they said, listen, at the start, at the beginning, at the end of the conference, we, all the vendors tripped in, and we, we've got an Apple uh, hamper for you, right? For someone. We're going to do a lucky draw. So at the beginning of the conference, they said, okay, we're doing a lucky draw, and this is for a, a HomePod Mini and Apple AirPods Pro. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. And they get there, and they pull out a name, and they say, Warren Black, Blackbeard, Blackbeard blackbeard where's the blackbeard I'm like oh and I was like this is awesome I get it I'm like so chuffed I'm like lord thank you so much not only have I gotten apple products I've gotten free shirts I'm like this is amazing right I feel so blessed and the whole conference was amazing and it was wonderful and then at the end of the conference when they land in it they said we've got another uh, apple products to give away right and this this was not one but two macbook air pros and I'm suddenly going hang on right I'm like really like, I would have so much preferred that one than my gift. I need some of that. I, like, I'm just like, mine is good, but that's so much better. And I felt so guilty. I'm like, Lord, I am so sorry. You've blessed me with the clothing. You've blessed me with apple products. And now there's another gift. Comparison is the thief of joy. And I'm like, oh, that would have been so much nicer. I felt so bad. I felt so convicted. I'm like, sorry, Lord, Holy Spirit, thank you for that conviction. I felt so bad, Right. What I've realized is we can, we can compare, right? Both up, we can compare the, against those that are better than us. We can also compare and, and maybe judge those that are different to us, right? A, a good friend of mine in South Africa, he said, Warren, one bit of advice that he's learning is don't judge people. Don't judge people. You don't know their past. You don't know their history. You don't know why they've made the decision, certain decisions that they've made. Can I tell you it's hard sometimes? You go to Walmart and you just wanna shake someone and say, make a bit of an effort, like comb your hair, put some tracksuit pants so don't come in your pajamas. The whole, the whole crogs and socks combo, I, I, don't, I don't get yet. I'm, I'm still learning, sorry about that. I, 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 <laughs> I'm not used to it. Maybe one day I'll get it, but for now I don't get that combo. And, and so it's easy to judge sometimes. When someone's different to you, it's easy to judge. And I'm trying to, I'm like, sorry, Lord, that I'm judging, I don't want to judge, right? I don't know why they've made those certain decisions when you know what it's like you, you see someone that's different to you and sometimes you always almost wish they were invisible you, you kind of walk past them you you trying to don't want to make eye contact you don't want to chat with them because they're different right they've maybe have made questionable decisions in their life and so you you kind of want to be a bit to the side I don't want to I don't want to chat with you right it's easy to judge sometimes isn't it but I want to tell you that God saves those of us with the past he saves those of us with a past Not only that, God uses those of us with the past, right? He saves us, he uses us with the past, and even more than that, God refines those of us with the past, right? So now that the intro is done, that was a bit of a long intro, but now that the intro is done, I'm gonna be talking about, the person I'm gonna be talking about is Rahab in the Old Testament. And Rahab was a prostitute, right? Right? Now, that just got super awkward, didn't it? It's like, Warren, prostitute? Really? Like, I want to listen to this message online. Now you're going to be talking about prostitute? That's a bit awkward, right? Yeah, it is, isn't it? I, I can't spin that around. She was a prostitute, right? She lived in Jericho, right? This was the first city. Remember Moses and them, they kind of wandered around. They got lost for 40 years. And now, and now um, Joshua is now going. And the first city that they're going to go into is Jericho. Right? And this is where Rahab lives. And so I want to pick it up in Joshua chapter 2. It's Rahab and the spies. Verse 1, it says, Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. Curious. Why especially Jericho? So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. I'm like, like if you remember, I said, we, we, you know, we want to be defined by failures. Couldn't have just said, and they've entered the house of Rahab. Right, but they have to say the house of a prostitute named Rahab. It's like really, I don't want to be defined by my failures, my setbacks, uh, those scars that I've got. But it says there, house of a Rahab named, a house of a prostitute named Rahab, and they stayed there. Verse eight: before the spies, the spies lay down for the night and went up to the roof. They hid under some, some stuff on the roof, uh, and and said to them, "This is Rahab talking to them. I know that the Lord has given you this land, and that a great fear of you has fallen on us." So that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came from Egypt. Remember Moses, the part of the Red Sea, amazing miracle. And what you did in Sihon and Og and the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Rahab was bold enough to rebound well, right? She didn't let her past, the prostitution kind of, you know, sometimes we can say, oh, this is just who I am. This is just my lot in life. This is just my day. No, she she fought for her future. She fought for something to change, right? Despite her past. Now, like I said, I don't know her past. I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know if she made some decisions. I don't know if decisions were made for her. I don't know if there was abuse. I don't know why she got into prostitution. I know that, that uh, Jericho was a bad place. She probably wasn't the only uh, prostitute there. It was a really bad place. Um, and she lived on the edge of the, the city walls, which is kind of like the the, the, the bad area. And and so it, it, it's curious. to have this dialogue with the, with the spies and the king knows that they're there, but it's curious how God used her in that moment. I'm sure there were always people coming and going, right? And so a lot of people might not have even noticed these two spies coming in because there was always people around their house and things like that coming and going. And, and Jericho was kind of on a, on, a, on a route, a trade route, right? And so, like there's always people coming and going, and yet she had this deep personal faith in God. And I know, I know you're going to overcome this fortified city. I mean, a lot of people thought, no, Jericho never fall. They've got these high walls. And, and she, like, I know you're going to defeat because God's on your side. Isn't that amazing faith? She had this deeply personal faith, right? By all accounts, she was the only one in the whole of Jericho, right? I love it that she had this deeply personal faith. And when these spies came, she's like, well, we're gonna make this covenant. I'm gonna help you, you're gonna help me. You're gonna get me and my family out of this. When you defeat Jericho and all the people here, we come in with you, right? But I wanna ask you a question. Do we have a fear of failure? You know, they talk about fear of failure. Do we have a fear of failure? Or or are we bold enough? Do we dare enough to succeed, right? Are we so fearful or do we dare enough to succeed, right? Now me, I could be back in Johannesburg, and I could say, Lord, here I am, use me. You, you know that scripture, here I am, use me. But, but Lord, on my terms, that would be awesome. Maybe when I've got all my ducks in a row, maybe when everything's going well, maybe when, when all this stuff is good on my terms, then use me, right? But no, like I needed to take that step, don't we? We have to take that step. We have to be bold. We have to come back from our setbacks, from our failures. We don't let that define us, but we move forward from it, right? I could be back then just waiting, but no. We need to count the cost when we decide to follow God, right? When there's been setbacks, when there's been failure, we need to count the cost and say, okay, I know, but I want to be bold enough to succeed. Not in my strength, in his strength, but I want to be bold enough to do that, right? There's a, there's a sign. It's at the, at the beginning of, the, of the, um, the teaching series. At the bottom there, it says, the best is still to come, right? And we've got a sign at the church. It says, the best is still to come, right? It's a bit cheesy, let's be honest, but it's fun, right? The best is still to come. Now, a few weeks ago, you know, when people walk in, we hold up the sign and we, we welcome them into the church, or whatever. But I was joking with the guy next to me because that's kind of what I do. I like to joke around sometimes. And, and I was holding it upside down. And I'm like saying, the best has happened. The best has happened. It's, 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 only, it's all Daniel from here, right? But, but maybe some of us feel that way. We've had so many setback after setback. We think, well, I think the best was back then, right? <laughs> do we believe that the best is still to come, right? Do we? Do, do you believe that the best is still to come? I believe it. But are we so petrified with failure? Like Theodore Roosevelt said, he said, the only man who never makes a mistake is the man who never does anything. Right? Are we so riddled with the fear of failure? We're not even really to do anything, right? Even the smallest things, right? Now, let's just be honest. Setbacks, uh, failure, all of that. That's an ugly reality of life. We will. We're going to fail. I pray that, that when I make a mistake, when I fail at things, it's, it's not going to be a massive one with lots of com, like consequences. I, I pray that my, con, you know, it's, it's small mistakes, right? But we will, we will make mistakes, right? We will fail and we learn from that, right? But I think that people believe that if they fail, they're no good. They're bad people, right? And if you're a bad person, you're a failure. I want to say to you, and I feel really strongly about this. God didn't create a failure. He didn't it's not in his nature i believe that god created us to be good right to 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 be alive not to believe what the world says not to believe that we're a failure we fail that doesn't make us a failure i hope you i hope you realize that right I hope you realize that i've heard this a few times since i've been here uh, you know things are busy uh you know I'll, I'll come back to church when when uh you know when i've got some stuff together right when 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 i've put some things in place when i'm a bit better have you heard that before maybe some of you even like when i'm a bit better when i've got things in place uh, then i'll come back to church no no then i'll get involved now, at this conference you went to right uh, it was great it was it was for church planters like ourselves and, and one of the guys said don't go fishing in an aquarium you don't want to catch a fish that's already been caught right He's talking about evangelism. He's talking about re- reaching the lost. It's like we've come from South Africa here to go deep sea diving, right? To go deep sea fishing. We, we're going to go find these people that are far from God. These people that maybe believe that they're a failure. Maybe that they've had one setback after another that those are the people that we... I'm not here to fish in an aquarium. I'm here to go deep sea fishing, right? God wants us to go deep sea fishing, Right? This is a quote that I heard. He says, when you take care of people that nobody wants, right, God will send you the people that everybody wants, right? I'm, I'm here. We've taken this bold step. I, 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 believe, I, I can't believe in the failures that I've had. I can't, I can't focus on that, but I firmly believe that I'm, I'm, I'm bold enough to, to, to have success in what God is doing in my life, in our family's life. Because I'm here to go deep sea fishing for those people that that don't even know Jesus yet. I'm here to find those people. Those people that just feel so far from him. But I want to remind you what it says in, in Romans 5 verse 20. It says, where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Doesn't that give you comfort? Maybe you've had far too many setbacks in your life. Too many failures to even count. Grace abounds even more. There's a fundamental principle in here, right? Grace covers all of that. Isn't that wonderful? Doesn't that give you comfort? Sometimes God must engineer failure in us before He can bring success through us and with us. Right? I, I wish that my, that my path with God was just one success after another, like a trampoline, just bouncing from one success to another. But no, I'm like a pinball machine going from one setback to another, right? But all of that is building something in me that God can work through me. And I believe that for all of us, Right? As a family, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we, 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 one of the scriptures that we, that we quote often, we actually had it on, on Luke's uh, wall at, in South Africa. It was Isaiah 41, verse 10. It says, Fear not, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will comfort you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Do not fear. God is with you. When you feel like you can't do more, he will uphold you with his righteous right hand. Doesn't that give you comfort, friends? Doesn't that think, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I'm not gonna believe in all those those failures that I've had. Maybe, maybe I can rebound well, right? Maybe there is a wisdom that comes when we deal with failure, right? Maybe there's a wisdom that comes, right? And so I want to ask you, so there's a few points that I've got. How do we rebound well, right? When we've had these failures and these setbacks in our life, how do we rebound well? I'll tell you the first thing that we can do is we can be generous. We can let God in, right? Now, being generous is a wonderful thing, right? I think sometimes people get nervous in a church environment when the guy up on stage talks about generosity and you're like, oh, why don't we go in there? No, not really, right? Because when you think generosity, what do you think of? Money, right? Don't you? I'm sure you do, right? Uh Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. Being generous is so much more than that. Yes, the church, you know, it all requires money and all that, but there is so much more. God wants a cheerful giver, right? God wants us to be generous with just everything that we have not just our money right how do we how do we be generous with with everything else that we have right i'll tell you be kind to someone else be kind to them pray for someone else right help your neighbor right your neighbor your neighbor maybe is sick at home drop them a meal take their trash out do something kind for someone in secret right you'll see how feel you'll you blessed when you bless others right you'll feel like okay be the church, wherever you are, be the church. This conference that we went to, it was like a last minute thing. We, we knew we, we wanted to go. The next one that they do is in February. And so we think we don't wanna wait till February. We wanna do it now. And, and it, was a bit, it was quite expensive because we still you know tr- we convert in still to South African Rand, right? From the US dollar. And uh, so we, were, we didn't know what to, it's about a 10 hour drive. Our car, we didn't know if our car would make it there, but we were like, we spoke to our launch team in our home. And we said to him, listen, we need wisdom. We want to discern whether we, we should make this. It's a far away. Uh, it's been a busy week. Um, uh, the boys can't go with us. So, so so, what do we do with the boys and all this type of stuff, right? So we went like, oh, we just said we need discernment to find out if we should do this, right? You know that after our meeting, there were three families that said, we'll look after the boys. The one family was even retired. He's like, I haven't done this for a while, but I'll do it. And I'm like, that is amazing, right? One of the families took the boys and they dropped them and, Picked them up from schools. It was amazing. The other family said, well, listen, we, we managed to, to get a discount on the, on the conference. And they said, listen, we'll pay for that. The other family gave us some, some petrol money. We prayed there. The whole way there for the car and back, it, it was fine. It was, it was a blessing. And these people around us are blessing us. Was, we'll help with the boys. We'll do this. We'll feed them. I felt so blessed from that. So, so be generous. Church, be the church. Be the church, right? Also, pray for a divine encounter to help someone pray for a divine encounter to help someone can I tell you what God will do he'll bring those divine encounters to you that scripture that we read in Joshua 2 there's something deeper happening here remember I said especially Jericho there's something deeper right are you ready it's let's dig a bit deeper right God was at work in this right God was at work in Rahab and he was at work in these spies he was preparing them for this divine encounter that they had right it kind of reminds me of Jesus and the Samaritan at the well, you know, in John 4, verse 4, right? It says that Jesus had to go through Samaria. He didn't have to, but it was a divine encounter, right? That he went there. And then we know about Jesus just was amazing and redeemed her and, and rebounded her back to him. And it was amazing. The whole community was saved because of her, right? And, and, and that's what it's like. He had to go through Samaria. It's the same with this. They had to go through Jericho. Why? Why did they have to go through Jericho? Why did these people have to, these two spies have to go and stay with Rahab? Why? Because God was already at work in Rahab, right? She was, God was preparing her heart for this encounter and the same because God wanted to deliver Rahab and her family. Isn't that beautiful, right? It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? And so God was at, at, at work in the heart of this pagan woman, this woman from Canaan. You might say, well, where was God working in this, in this land? Right there in the heart of a prostitute. Isn't that amazing? I, I just find that is amazing. That's where God was working. That is what God's grace does, right? That, that for me, it's just like, it's like, wow. That, that is where God is working. In this, in this woman that maybe people thought she's suspect, I don't want to talk to her because of all questionable life decisions and all that. That is who God had chosen to redeem in Jericho, and there was this divine encounter that they had, which which I just think is amazing. I want to remind you that no one is good enough for God the way he or she is. None of us, right? We all need to be redeemed through Jesus, right? The other thing that Jen and I have actually been talking, my wife is just way more discerning than me, but um, which is one of the reasons I love her, right? But, but we, we, you know, we share our story about how we gave up everything in in South Africa to move here, and how we want to start something from scratch. And it's a, it's bold and it's crazy at the same time. And there's faith and all the rest of it. But she said, she said, "Warren, I think there's an element of like a victim mentality, right? And that's another thing. Don't have a victim mentality, right? When when you when you're going from one setback to another, don't have a victim mentality, right?" And she said, maybe when we, when we share our story, which is, a, which is a legit story, right? We're not fabricating anything. It's, it's a reality. But maybe sometimes when we do it, we kind of have this victim. Victim would like, woe is me, and look at my struggle, right? Rahab didn't, right? She wasn't there going, well, I'm a prostitute, and that's it, right? No, she, she was, but God can redeem her. God's grace found her. God was preparing her heart for this divine encounter with the spies, don't have a victim mentality. Don't believe what others say about you, right? Like Rahab the rebounder. Maybe that could have been the message, right? <laughs> Instead of work in progress, Rahab the rebounder, right? But more than that, right? What do you, what do you believe? What are you fearful, fearful of? Like Jen and I spoke recently over dinner and, uh, and we were talking about, you know, what is our biggest fear? Now, our biggest fear, when you think about it, you know, you could think uh, fear of failure, that's up there. Uh, dying, that's another one. And those are, those are kind of like easy choices, right? Let's just be honest. We probably all have those fears. But I thought about it for a while. And I thought, you know what my biggest fear is? Not doing what God has called me to do, right? That is my biggest fear. I could be so scared of failure that I'm not willing to trust him, not willing to step out. I wanna be bold enough to trust him in spite of all that stuff, in spite of what thing people might say or, or, or the, my, my past and all that, I want to do the will of God. I don't want to be so involved in just everything around me. I want to make sure that I do the will of God and what He set me to do. Now, we will all have moments to rebound, won't we? We, we all will, right? We're all going to have setbacks. We hope that we set back back to God and we can learn the lessons that we need to learn. But I've noticed, right? this is my experience, right? Is When we hit a setback, when there's a failure, when there's a struggle or a storm, in our life, we can either go one of two ways. One, we can go closer to God because we feel like, listen, I'm struggling. I need him, right? And we can rebound back to God or we can rebound further away from him. Lord, where were you? I, I, maybe I made those decisions. It's not, it's not God's fault. It's my fault. I'd made those decisions. But yet we cry to him, where are you? Why, aren't you? why aren't you answering my prayers? And we, some people can fall further away. Maybe. Maybe even... The setbacks that they've had is from the church. Let's be honest. We're human. Maybe we've offended people. And then people leave the church. They drift. They go further away from God. And that's what my encouragement is, when you hit these setbacks, go closer to Him, not further away. Don't, don't question His goodness. Remember, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Believe that you are called to do something for the kingdom. Don't think I can only do that when I'm I'm good, when I've finished rebounding from setback, then I can be used. No, God sees potential in you. He does, and you need to believe it, right? The best is yet to come because I'm still a work in progress, right? Right? I'm a work in progress, you're a work in progress, and so I have to believe that the best is still to come because I want to learn from my mistakes, learn from my failures in life, and so then I will believe that the best is still to come, right? Your story isn't finished, it's only just beginning. Now, I want you to see this. Remember I I gave you that little uh, starter, that little appetizer at the beginning with Boaz and Ruth? I want to show you something. Now, if you are watching this and, and maybe you, 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 you're new to, okay, this, uh, this, this relationship with God, right? And you're thinking, how do, where do I start in the Bible, right? And, and people will say, well, don't start in Genesis because it's just old and whatever. Don't go in Old Testament. Definitely don't go Revelation because that's just a bit weird. Let's be honest. Start in one of the Gospels, Right? Starting one of the Gospels. Great idea. Just skip over the genealogies because that's just people and who their parent was and who their parent was. It's a bit, just, just skip over that. But that's where we're going to go right now, right? It talks about the genealogy of Jesus. This is Jesus' family line, right? In Matthew chapter 1. It talks about, uh, about Abraham and Isaac and in, in, in Matthew 1 verse 1. We're going to skip down all the way to verse 5. It said, Salmon was the father of Boaz. Remember Boaz? right? Who was Boaz's mother? It says, whose mother was Rahab. Isn't that amazing? And then obviously he got married to Ruth and they had a son, Obed, and Obed had a son, Jesse, and Jesse had a son, King David. And we go all the way down to Jesus. Don't you love that? Don't you love it? How Rahab was redeemed so much that she's in the genealogy, right? that God was using Rahab to shape the character, the faith, and the godliness of a son named Boaz that would rescue this young Moabite widow, right? I think, I'm just thinking of the stories, right? I I would think that Boaz is looking at Ruth and he sees something in her. He was remembering all the stories that his mom would tell Rahab about her questionable past and how people overlooked her and all the stuff that happened in her life. And, and, And now he's looking at this Moabite woman most people probably hate it, just the fact of where she comes from, right? And and suddenly there was like a affection towards her. How can I help her? He was. And it's amazing how God was preparing both of them for each other. So it's like a union made in heaven. It's amazing, right? But Boaz was was looking at Ruth, and go, and probably remembering the stories that Rahab. Rahab didn't let her past define her, but she wasn't ashamed of it, right? And so when he's looking at Ruth, he's thinking, okay, I've got this deep affection for this person because I know what what my mom had to go through and how she was redeemed how she rebounded well how she fought for her future how she believed in what God was telling about her than others right I love it so but saw something familiar right it seems like they were uniquely prepared for each other and what I love right is that Jesus wasn't unashamed to have women of questionable repute in his family line right let's be honest sometimes you know we we, we like to avoid those maybe people in our family line that that are a bit suspect whatever but what does God do he puts it right in the middle of his genealogy I love it I love it right he's not he's not trying to conceal these events these disgraceful events he's put it right in the in the front and center he wants to highlight it right we're not embarrassed about our future by our, our, our past and by our setbacks and our failures no they might define, they don't, don't define me who I am, but they, they help me to get where I need to go, right? Because God redeemed me. His grace covered me. I've learned from it. I'm rebounding well, right? I love it that, that God weaves His grace, grace throughout the Bible. And He loves to produce something beautiful out of something so bad, like prostitution, like all these questionable things that people made in the Bible. I love it that He weaves His grace through it, Right? It says in Romans 8 28, He loves to make all things work together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Don't you love that? I love it. Right? Remember at the beginning I said that God saves those of us with a past. God uses those of us with a past. Not only that, he redefines those of us with a past. Don't believe the lies that your failures, your setbacks define who you are. They do not. They do not. Trust God in what he's doing. In your life rebound well back to him build momentum with him it might take a while right we wish it didn't but it might it might take a while to rebound well back to him but I can tell you it's gonna be amazing because I want to land with this it says don't be defined by your setbacks be refined by them can I pray Lord we just I thank you for just this message Lord I thank you that um, that your scripture just it's 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 full of just godly men and women that just had setbacks in their life that had struggles in their life that had storms in their life and yet you use those for your glory you use them that to to make much of you you use them to show that your grace covers all of that and jesus i love the fact that you came down to earth to die on the cross not when we are at our best but when we are at our worst when we feel that we've hit right the bottom, when we've got war well, from one failure to another, that's when you died for us. And maybe there's some people online right now that need to know that fact, that they don't need to be good to come to church. Church is not a place for bad people to, to not for bad people to become good, but for dead people to come alive. Father, and I and I just pray that there, that there are people that are, are, are watching this and listening to this online that just maybe just needed to feel that encouragement maybe they've just had so many voices in the head from from people around them about how they're a failure how they will never amount to anything i want them to know that your grace covers i want them to think of rahab about how she didn't let her past define who she is but she was willing to fight for her future she was willing to believe in what you can do that your grace covered it and, and, and she was just, it's, it's amazing how she prepared even her son and Boaz and then Ruth and down to the genealogy to Jesus. I love this story. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that as we've, as people have been listening to us, maybe they've just been encouraged to rebound back to you, not further away. Maybe, maybe we've made some bad choices. I pray that people will come back to you instead of further away. We thank you, Father. It's all for you and your kingdom. Amen. Thank you so much. Cheers.
0: Before our Usher team comes forward to receive our tithes and offerings and response cards, here's a few important things happening with our CE family. We believe serving is a catalyst for your personal growth and an opportunity to live an impactful life for God. If you're looking to make a more significant impact, consider serving with CE. Wherever you are, whatever skill set you have, we have a place for you. To find out more about serving with CE, check the serving teams bubble on the back of your response card. As our ushers come forward to collect our response cards and receive our tithes and offering.
1: Through your generous giving to Next this year, we have helped people in financial crisis and people in need of Christian counseling while also going out into our communities with 17 Serve Our Cities events. If you're not currently giving to Next, please prayerfully consider joining us. When you give above and beyond your regular tithing to The Next Fund, you are fueling the vision of our church family forward. You can give online by searching The Next Fund at churchexperience.tv give or write next in the memo line of your check. To each person who has given above and beyond to The Next Fund, thank you for your generosity.
0: Thank you for being on mission with us to help more people experience a full life in Jesus Christ.
1: brought me know oh, his love for me oh his love for me Who the Day. While I was a slave to see Jesus died for
2: best time today worshipping and learning with you. You may have made a commitment during the service today, and if so, we'd love to have you reach out and let us know. If you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, go to churchexperience.tv forward slash connect or scan the QR code on the screen. Want to get even more connected? If so, check out our CE social media, Instagram, Facebook, website, or app, and go ahead and hit that subscribe button right here. What a great day it's been. Can't wait to see you again next week.